Hi, welcome to Misdeeds and Intrigue. I'm your host, Larissa. And I'm your host, Carrie. We have so much to get to today. Well, let's get right into it. Have you seen The Staircase on HBO? No, but listening to Heather McDonald talk about it. Then I was listening to Josh, whatever, from the Discovery Channel talking. I haul my sore ass back to my rental. How far did you walk? It was over 500 miles. But would you walk 500 more? Well, it's a proclaimer show. I think that I w- I'm going to watch it now, I think. Now, I want to wear your margin, My wife, she had an accident. What kind of accident? She, she fell down the stairs. She's not, no, she's not breathing. There were 35 cuts and bruises and seven deep lacerations to the scalp. Someone told me something caused the impact to make these wounds. Make any adjustments you see fit. It's a witch hunt. Colin Firth. I, I don't know how that guy can be a better actor, but he's just, he's phenomenal in it. He's just, you, I don't even think I'm watching Colin Firth. I don't even see Colin Firth. I was wondering how his American accent went because I'm watching right now on Paramount, the deal, how they got the Godfather made. And the actor in that was in a- Downton Abbey and all that, he had the vampire show that they make and he's British and it's weird hearing him not only do an American accent, but like an Italian American New York accent. Listen here, Bob Paramount is going to come crashing down. We need hits. You've read the Godfather, right? Godfather. Sure. Who hasn't? We've been all over town. No one wants to make this movie. So I need you to produce it. Get going. Yeah. Colin's accent in the staircase is American, as American as can be. Here's the thing. I think Americans have a hard time doing a British accent. It doesn't really sound authentic to me, but Mm -hmm. the Brits can do an American accent like nothing. Like it's easy for them. He just, I love Colin Firth. I adore him. Oh, now I want to watch it. So good at this. I feel bad for him. His wife publicly cheated and then he, she got stalked. I think they're divorced now. They are divorced. He's with someone else. Damn. And it's not me. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. my money would have been on you. if you guys yeah, yes. yes. And my husband, we could all treat them <laughs> together. And Co- Tony Collette is amazing in it as well. But I just, it's so weird to see Colin Firth. Just, he just nails it. It's one of his best roles of all time, I think. And it's an HBO. It's crazy. I don't know. Watch it. The Staircase. So tell us a little bit about The Staircase. This is based on a true story. It is. um, Despite the fact that we don't know the entire truth about it. Yes, it is. It's based on true events. And a a true true event. Um, You play Michael Peterson, a man accused of murdering his wife. He says she fell down a flight of stairs. It obviously deeply impacts the family. Let's show everybody a, a look at the clip. This toast is... To all of us. Now, I think there are not many families. Well, I know I know there are not many families out there like us. We're not perfect. God, God knows. But we stick together. And we love each other. And so, to us. To us. 
Sophie Turner is also in this. She says, expect to see a Colin Firth like you've never seen before. What does she mean? Well, I mean, I I can't uh, speak for her, but um, no, I I suppose I've been, I've been, there's been a pattern in the kind of roles I've been offered, and they've tended to be very, very British, and, (laughs) uh, you know, there's been a sort of romantic uh, slant to them, and uh, that's not the case. This is not the case at all. And and as you said, we don't know the ending we don't i mean the people have asked you know why do this we've seen the documentary we've read about it we know the story i would question that i said do you know the story mm-hmm. uh and i think this is an exploration i think beyond just the facts it's not just a whodunit yeah. yeah it goes it goes much much deeper Indeed. how does it feel to be back on tv um it's strange i've i've had a, an impulse to get back to the long form just because i've watched actors do work which you know you can get into the nuances you can develop a character over a longer period of time and i've envied that but this is a new world you know i was a little bit out of my depth at times just you know where am i in this long eight hour thing so thing. i had to adjust to that thing. Yeah. what what i think is cool is i'm glad that they're still making i was talking to mckenna about this the other day i'm glad they're still making movies even for yes. the tv that has older characters on it or has like a storyline because now they really, for the movie theaters, I remember back in the 90s and the 2000s, you had Gladiator, you had the Three Musketeers, you had, I mean, the Count of Monte Crisco, Four Feathers. It was all these really interesting period pieces yeah. with storylines. Now it's all like Marvel superheroes or DC superheroes. And obviously the older people are getting kind of pushed out by younger people, my, my generation included. But I'm just glad that they're still making something that's not like that. Oh, it's, it's amazing. And the weird thing is, is I was never really into this true crime story when it was just a documentary, because I'm like, okay, I saw it on Dateline. There's all these updates, you know, I'm kind of sick of it, but this has now made me more interested in the documentary that the French guys shot during this whole thing in, in real time. So if you watch it, um, it's happening in real time, not the, not the HBO version, but the French guys who made the documentary. Now I want to go back and see that documentary because it was happening in real time. So I'm curious about yeah, that now. That actually hurt his, that's the one that hurt his case. And he was actually dating like the producer or the director. Yeah, he's or something. dating the editor. She starts getting in touch with him as she's editing it and editing it. And um, I haven't gotten to the end yet. So I don't know how many times, like he went for a retrial, right? Mm-hmm. And he lost that one too. I think he did. You know who he almost reminds me of with that kind of stuff is Shepard. Do you remember the story of him and he went on the run, the doctor? Oh. Not the doctor, the one that was in the military, the army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a horrific crime, unspeakable in its brutality. A young mother and her two young daughters are savagely murdered. Yet her husband survived. Three decades later, it still has the power to shock. The Jeffrey McDonald murder case. I never hurt my family, and I certainly never murdered them. I never harmed Colette, Kim, or Christy in any way. He reminds me of the army doctor. Not not Shepard, the other doctor. The army doctor, he said that this woman this hippie broke into his house and killed his two children and his wife and it was him. and he was sleeping on the couch yeah. yeah i remember that 
The other thing, I did not know that Michael Peterson was having affairs with men the whole time. And I don't believe the wife. I didn't realize. No. Yeah. That was a big part. Like if you look at, look at the HBO show, that was a big part of the trial, actually, that the, you know, the prosecutors were saying that the wife, Kathleen, did not know that he was having these affairs. She found out, blew up on him. They got in an argument. I mean, it, it actually played a major role and I had no idea about that. Cause in, when I was watching Dateline, I don't think I ever remember that coming to the forefront. Do you think he was sleeping with the wife of that guy who died in Germany? The one that the other person that died on the stairs. Uh, that's was confusing to me. So the, so it was the husband and wife. They died at the same time or they died close to each other. Died, died close to each other. The husband died first. What did he die of? I don't know if he might have been well. It would have been Vietnam because okay, maybe, she had I don't the know. Kids. And then so he adopted the kids. He adopted her kids, or what happened? Yeah, after she died, she had like they said a brain aneurysm or a seizure on the stairs. Yeah, which she didn't. She actually didn't. Yeah, they they exhumed her body for this case. Oh, okay, and it showed she did not have a brain aneurysm, but they they didn't know what happened. But it was an open-ended like, oh, you know, you just happen to be around this woman. So how did he get to adopt her children? That's what was strange to me. Maybe nobody came forward. They were in Germany and they were friends. But if he was in the military, he could have gotten in trouble if he was having an affair with her for fraternization. Yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting. I'd be very curious. That's why I want to watch the French documentary to see if they delved into his previous life in Germany. That's what I want to know. I want to know all that because there's all these kids and I'm trying to figure out who is actually biologically his. It's a big family. I think there's like five or six kids. I don't think any woman would be cool with their husband. Well, maybe they I mean, would he, be, he was having a lot, not just, I like, mean, he was spending money and, and lying about what his jobs were and all that. Like there was, she was supporting him. Kathleen was supporting him and his kids. And he was just like, he would go into an adult bookstore and just have like random sex with strangers, you know, in the, in the viewing stations and just always trying to pick up a guy online or escorts. I mean, it was like, it was an addiction. It wasn't just, oh, I'm attracted to men and I have a boyfriend on the side. It was a true addiction of, I will take anything, all comers come at me. Oh, oh, gross. Yeah. It's fascinating. The other thing that's been out there, which, you know, I was obsessed with for like a day, was Top Gun. Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You were here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, a.k.a. Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. Oh, I know. I want to see it so bad. Okay, it was really good. But what I was interested in, I didn't realize until I was looking up the original because it came out when I was like seven. Mm-hmm. Some of the things I thought were interesting about it. One of the reasons why this got delayed Top Gun Maverick is because the director who was the brother of Ridley Scott committed suicide. I oh, did not remember. Right. Well, they were shooting this right before the pandemic. Yeah. I think before they had started or they were in production for it, he had. Tony Scott, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then Matthew Modine turned down the role of Tom Cruise's because he felt that the film's pro-military stance went against his politics. Wow. 
Yeah. And originally they wanted Julianne Phillips, who I think she used to be on a show called like Sisters or something. And she's mm. Bruce Springsteen's ex-wife. Oh. They had originally thought of her as Charlie. Charlie was supposed to be a military person. And the Navy was like, if you're going to use any of our stuff, you've got to tone down the what country you're talking about. You got to tone down yeah. the language and you can't have an officer and enlisted. So yeah. they changed it to a real life woman. Uh-huh. I sent you the picture of her. The yeah, real life woman. That. Yeah. And she's based upon Christine Lakes Fox, who is a civilian mathematician. And during the filming of the first one, Pilot went down and died making it. Wait, during the first Top Gun? I didn't know that. Yeah. And they heard his last thing that he said. His name was Art Skoll. Uh He was hired to do in-flight camera work. And he was supposed to do this flat spin. I don't know what that is, yeah. but he, he was to perform and capture it on camera, the aircraft. And so it was observed to spin through its recovery altitude, at which time the pilot said, I have a problem. I have a real problem. And he was unable to recover from the spin oh. and he crashed his Pitts special biplane into the Pacific oh, God. and they never recovered his body or the aircraft. Oh my God. So if you see in the, in the ending, it says you know, in memory of that's, that's what it was for. By the way, while we're on the topic of great things to watch, the new season of stranger things is phenomenal. Really? Oh my God. It's, it's like legit a little bit scary this year. (laughs) So last season was, was kind of dark, but people are saying this season is even darker. How is that possible? I mean, I think each year it just gets darker and darker. Yeah. We kind of sound like broken records. It's <laughs> <laughs> the darkest season we've had yet, mm-hmm. but this season for real, it's it's. I think that's always the goal with Matt and Ross is to kind of just want to up the stakes every single year, kind of give a reason to have a new season and 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 kind of propel it forward always, which I think they've done quite well, and we're excited for people to see it. But but next crazy. season, next season is the last season. So how does that feel? It's super sad. I remember when... when bittersweet. When, yeah, yeah, bittersweet. I was like in tears when they released the announcement that, they, mm-hmm. that it's the beginning of the end. Didn't all the kids like grow They're up They're in now? high school, but it's still, it's still fantastic to watch. Jake and I were watching it and we were watching it before bed. And I'm like, I took the dog out to go to the bathroom at like 11 o'clock at night. And all of our lights are out in the back little hillside where there's all this shrubbery mm-hmm. and palm trees. And all of a sudden I hear something in the palm trees that is not just a rat or something like that. It sounds like big, like a big animal or something. Mm-hmm. I almost lost my mind because I just watched Stranger Things. I am a woman who is old. And it me. Oh my God. I ran back inside. I'm like, give me a flashlight. There's someone in the palm tree. Like I'm going to do anything about it. Like if it's a demigorgon, I'm going to, I'll go get it. Or if it's a robber or a murderer, I'm going to be like, this flashlight will help me. Oh, I guess I get scared. No, I get scared. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. It's probably just because, well, there was no light to have shadows, but um, it was just so dark. There's like a new moon. It was so dark. I was just paranoid. And you guys have coyotes and stuff out there. We just have, we have foxes and we have raccoons here. That's it. We have lots of coyotes. Yeah. Every day on next door, you see a posting of someone's poor animal killed by a coyote. And peacocks. We have a ton of peacocks. How do you keep the coyotes out? I didn't, I didn't even realize that was how you, how you pluralize it. Coyote. Coyote. We, well, we have really tall fences 
sometimes they can get over those fences. So we go outside with our dogs. They're never alone outside. You don't leave your pets alone outside. You always take them out either on leash or stand with them while they're in the backyard. So even if it's middle of the night, I have to go out there with the dog while it goes to the bathroom. Uh, I don't like that part. I don't like going outside in the middle of the night. And we have ADT cameras and I still don't like it. Yeah, We have no cameras to record my death with the dog. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a mystery there won't be any footage to review. this will be staircase part two yeah there's no footage to review <laughs> she fell in the pool i don't know how yeah and that's like a little nally would chill darling and Mars tells you the character you play is kind of uh, the big connection to the to the first movie yeah, so I play I play Goose's kid, and uh, are we allowed to say that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe I think not. We are. Yeah. yeah, you are. I don't yeah. know. Yes, you yeah. can. Yeah. It's out now. Yeah, it's out now. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that's a joke, right? That's, a, that's out. That's out. Yeah, but yeah. So, so I play his his kid, and uh, obviously, there's some history there with with Maverick. So I think, I think it's really wonderful. You know, and Tom, I had such a you know pleasure working with him and, and everybody in the cast and, you know, the film's phenomenal. Uh, not to depress anyone, but Mars wasn't born when the first Top Gun came out. So uh, had, had you seen the first Top Gun? Yeah, absolutely. And I told Tom he's been, he's been waiting my entire life to, to work with me, literally. <laughs> <laughs> and Miles, tell me this, when you signed up for this, did you know that there wouldn't be green screen? Did you know that this was all going to be proper G-force and, and real? Um, yeah, yes. I think that was, I think I that was in the small to you print. For hours, I think that was Miles. in the small print, in the fine print somewhere. In the fine print somewhere. No, I mean, I, I did, I did absolutely, but I, I absolutely underestimated the training that it would take to be able to withstand, um, you know, the G forces that we're, you know, pulling. You know, people are throwing up, you know, in the cockpit fairly often like it is it is no joke to get in those jets and we're making top gun you know so we're never going around sightseeing so with this one technology we can really do a lot of flying now in it and so i had to create a whole training program for the pilots we had to develop the cameras for to be able to fly in the f-18s i went and talked to the defense department and the head of the navy and they they gave us permission to fly in the aircraft it was it's very very interesting because Still too early to go to Tiffany's. I guess the next best thing is a drink. I will never be the woman with the perfect hair who can wear white and not spill on it. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. me again and you thought you probably had enough of my voice by now just a quick reminder to find us and follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at miss intrigue pod 
Follow us on Pinterest and Flipboard where we collect featured stories from across the internet of royalty, chronicles of interesting events in history, and of course, true crime. Lastly, check out our YouTube channel because everyone has one, right? That features playlists of documentaries and other related segments from our podcast topics. And if you want to hit us up, check out misdeedsandintriguepodcast.com. But we don't have a complaints department, just to give you a little heads up. The podcaster or authors assumes no responsibility or liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast. The information contained on this podcast is an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness. A reasonable amount of effort was made to deliver precise data. All views expressed by the podcast hosts or guests co-hosts are their own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever with which carry misdeeds or intrigue podcast or larissa have been am now or will be affiliated the content of this podcast is for personal informational and entertainment purposes only and is not to be viewed for commercial use misdeeds and intrigue podcast respects the intellectual property of others any audio clips that were not generated by the podcast host or producer was pulled from the public domain free use sites and or from youtube or other authorized sites to gather information The utmost effort was made to credit the author and or production. If at any time you feel that copyright was infringed, please email Carrie at misdeedsandintriguepodcast.com and immediate action will be taken to remove the audio clips that were present for entertainment purposes only.